0: art of the kickstart episode 72 welcome to the art of the where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness inventors are innovating creating the products of the future and backers stand strong for what they believe these are some of the great thinkers inventors and leaders of our time here are their stories Guys, one of the questions that I've been getting a ton from listeners is how do I know if my Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to launch? It's ready to dominate. So you know what? I created a 23-step success guide based off the 80 inventor interviews, consulting that I've done. This will take you step-by-step through launching your Kickstarter campaign, making sure you have everything that you need to make it happen. Art of slash checklist to get our 23-step guide to making sure you're ready to kill it on Kickstarter. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm extremely excited to have Andrew DePaula, founder of Swivel Card and Intellipaper, on the line to share a pretty awesome Kickstarter story of a technological transformation I had no idea was even possible. Thank you so much for coming today, Andrew. You're welcome. So, Andrew, before we get started getting into your campaign, a life quote, a success quote, is there anything you live by that you think could really motivate others? You know,
1: that's a very interesting question, and I I would say there is. I don't know that I can distill it into just a short sentence, but I'll try. I would say that, you know, I've done the best that I possibly can to live by the golden rule. You know, I try to treat other people the way I like to be treated, and um, that's served me very well.
0: I think it is a very powerful approach. Regardless of whatever your religious beliefs are, just realizing that other people are there, being nice to them. It goes a long way in life and business. And you guys have gone really far. Let's start at the end to get to the beginning. You raised $115,000 with swivel card. Where did this come from? What is it? Try to describe it to people because it's tough. I'll do my best.
1: The best thing honestly is to go on our website and check out some of the use case videos that we have little animations but in a nutshell, civil card is a paper USB thumb drive. So you know imagine a paper card that's about half the thickness of a credit card. It could be your business card we have these little civil card minis that are a third the size of a business card but you fold it in half and out origami style pops a usb region that is now the right thickness for you to insert into a standard usb port and so paper meets you know
0: standard electronics and it just it works just like a standard thumb drive and it's just crazy i couldn't believe it when i saw it let's get into this so we were talking a little before the show you had the idea for swivel card for intellipaper when did this first come about when did you guys start developing this
1: the concept was born in early 2008 i was at a ces in vegas a consumer electronics show specifically looking for cheap thumb drive technology. And when I mean cheap, I really mean cheap. I was looking to be able to buy it in bulk for less than 50 cents. I discovered to my dismay, of course, that such a thing didn't exist. And so I was back in my hotel room and fiddling with my ID badge and thinking about it. And it hit me. And I honestly, you know, I, I believe God gives good ideas. And so he certainly gave me that one. And basically, the thought process came to my mind that if people could do what they were doing with RFID tags in my badge, which was kind of the inspiration, then why couldn't I make a paper USB thumb drive?
0: That is really smart. You're bringing that ease of use into technology and just a place it's never been before, bringing USB down to super cheap. Out of curiosity, what would it cost for something back then when you were looking at it? You wanted 50 cents. What was the typical market?
1: Uh, $3. That was the bottom of the barrel. I mean, you're talking huge volume, you know, hundreds of thousands of units straight from China, you know, low end. You couldn't get anything cheaper than about three bucks at the time.
0: And you guys have made it, you've made it cheaper. You've made it more efficient. And you decide... You want to go crowdfunding on this. Take us through the entire Kickstarter story. It's very interesting for what you guys have done.
1: Uh, Including the the previous false start? Yes, yes, including the evil (laughs) Kickstarter evilness. Well, so a couple of years ago, you know, we'd gotten, you know, the basics that uh, we'd had working prototypes at that point. We were doing things in uh, a small run quantities, you know, a few thousand units a month kind of a thing. We'd already been interacting with some early adopters to take our product and try it out and really kind of work the kinks out of it. And so we thought, you know, well, it's time to go to the next level and you know, we need some money to make that happen. And so, you know, it seems like crowdfunding might be a good way to go. There's lots of successful projects on there. And so we put together a pitch for Kickstarter and put a small team together of some, you know, about four or five of us. And I felt we did a bang up job of pitching this to Kickstarter. And their short answer was no. <laughs> we scratched our heads and were like, like, uh, why? And they're like, you know, and they quoted the generic paragraph, you know, these are the kinds of things we take. And it just didn't make any sense at all. Um, we went through their appeals process and, you know, to, all to no avail. And uh, so we ended up going a different direction and ended up doing slower. A lot of the R&D we had hoped to accelerate, you know, with Kickstarter funding at that stage and got to another point in the in the process where everything had sort of come together to launch Card, and again you know we were looking for a venue to do that and Kickstarter came back up so we decided to give it another go Uh, maybe we were a little wiser I don't know Uh, Kickstarter also has changed some of their terms of use and I I don't believe we were the only ones that were frustrated with Kickstarter back in the first go around because uh, they were very pragmatic about what they accepted and what they didn't and you know you could read stories about that all over the net at the time so uh, this time around though they looked at our project and said sure again they they interact very uh, tersely with you you know automated forms form letters that kind of thing you know it's it's like a machine almost um but they accepted it and one of their staff interacted with us wanted to <laughs> i think honestly prove to himself that it in fact worked so we shot some video of the product in in action and stuff and it wasn't just vaporware and so they they let us go so then we spent a month or so month and a half putting together the collateral for the project and launched it and I could just have to say it's an incredible ride we made our uh, we made our goal in eight hours and then it went it went from there the rest of the month until we closed the project at about 115
0: thousand dollars and it's just such an amazing success but it really it really makes you think there's the old the old adage fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me and you guys you got fooled you got you got snookered by Kickstarter they just didn't put your campaign out what happened to you guys? Mentally, kind of, how do you react to that, and then why come back again after poor treatment?
1: Well, I think you know, you can go around in life, you know, getting upset at everything that doesn't go your way, or you can just say, well, I guess I'm not supposed to do that, and try and find another way to do what you need to do. So that was kind of our, our, you know, the latter was our approach to the first uh, no. It was like we were disappointed, put a lot of work into it, and so it was kind of all for nothing. I mean, it wasn't all for nothing. We we ended up going to Indiegogo, and even though we didn't make a, a huge amount of money at the time, we did accomplish a couple of the secondary and tertiary goals that we'd had You know, with some market research. We wanted to know kind of what products the public was interested in and some media publicity, which we got quite a bit of, regardless of the fact that we weren't on Kickstarter back then. So that was that was good. So it wasn't a complete loss, that effort. And then this time around, I guess our feeling was it was, you know, a crowdsource funding project seemed like the right way to go, Kickstarter, though the most popular one is not the only one. And so given the fact that they had changed their terms of use and, and seemed from all indications to be being a little more sensible with you know, the kinds of projects they take. Uh, we thought it was worth a try again, and so that's why we went forward with it.
0: So you give them a second chance. You go back and absolutely dominate. What were some of the things you guys did in your campaign in terms of the marketing, in terms of how you created the video that you think led to this awesome success? Well, any
1: success is a team effort. Unless you're a lot smarter than I am, I would say it's impossible to pull something of, of you know any value of this size off without leaning on other people. So. I cannot at all claim a corner on the success. I I believe, you know, Providence had a great deal to do with it, but I also worked with a very good team of people. And so what we did to make it happen is I pulled together a team of about four to six people. We had a project lead, which was tasked with making sure that all the T's were crossed, and the I's were dotted. I mean, this is almost two months before the project launched on Kickstarter. And we decided, you know, we were worked on the collateral that went into the project. We worked on the video, what we wanted it to say. A few weeks into that, you know, we, we focused first on getting Kickstarter approval, obviously. So we, you know, put a skeleton of what we wanted to do up, submitted it to them. Once we had their approval, that was the green light for us to invest, you know, a lot of time and creating the rest of it but basically we had a small team and the, you know we'd have weekly actually bi-weekly meetings in some cases throwing ideas around you know deciding what was good and out of that gelled you know what the kickstarter campaign was i mean we ironed out the the reward structure we ironed out what videos to create to put on the site we ironed out you know the pictures that were needed and you know everyone was doing five or six different things and so that's how we created the project
0: And it definitely helped that you had this preliminary campaign that you ran before on Indiegogo. What did you learn from some of the people that backed you, some of the people that didn't? What were some of their comments that ended up influencing how the product evolved? Uh, you mean on the Indiegogo campaign? Yeah, just what if people told you, and how has that really affected how you went about creating Swivel Card? Well, one of the one of the things that
1: uh, we clearly got from the people we did interact with on Indiegogo was what types of products they're interested in. You start a business like Swivel Card, you know, here we are six years running, uh, or I should say, Intellipaper, which is the the overall umbrella. But you know, here we are six years running, and things are going from one success to another. Uh, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. You need to understand your customer, and so. You know, you write a business plan, and you you get good people and advisors, and you you work on things and put a lot of hours into creating a business. But at the end of the day, it's still just your ideas, and so you need to validate that in some way. And that was one of the big things we got out of Indiegogo was there seemed to be a level of interest there, and that was good. And we'd done some previous market research uh, to that, but things Indiegogo specifically told us was the types of product people thought were cool. We had had the notion at the time that maybe greeting cards were the next hottest thing uh, we put that out there and you know it basically it was loud and clear no not so much but we really like business card type products and we like you know these this ability to share files and stuff like that and so it was out of a lot of that feedback that
0: SilvaCard card became a reality And that is such a great way to go. You basically, you kind of get that pivot, that lean startup methodology, and you create a product that is really, it's revolutionary. But at the same time, I haven't seen it yet. What is it? How are you going from the early adopters, the people that are starting to use it? What's your goal to get to mainstream, mass market? What's the approach? Well, it's twofold. One is just awareness. You know, with the platform we've achieved now on
1: Kickstarter and the attention that we've gotten, we've launched a new website, uh, civilcard.info, where I would say in a couple of weeks, uh, people, anybody will be able to go and buy Soul Card, and uh, we'll have all the same types of products that were on the Kickstarter available for purchase. In fact, you can go there now and look at. Uh, I think it's, we're up to 12 videos, and by, as in the little animations, and by uh, this time next week, we probably should be up to 15 or, or you know, there's a couple more. We're gonna, we're gonna add new use cases every week, and in fact, if people have their own ideas for use cases, there's a place to put them in, and you know, we're actively seeking ways that people want to find to interact with this, But the website, the online presence, you know, point of sale, that's that's one uh, approach. The other thing is uh, we've got a reseller program that we are putting in place that you know, if, if you already have a business or you are in this type of arena, you can resell and telepaper. We're actively encouraging that. And then the, I guess the third leg of the stool is uh, production capacity. We continue to grow that production capacity. It's not where we want it today, but it will be Uh, you know where it needs to be as we grow and so uh, you know this is a this is a product that combines unique technology it's an assembled widget but it's also a printed product and there just isn't anything else out there like that so we're having to innovate at every level
0: And that's what makes it really cool. I'm guessing you've had a lot of people reaching out to you. Have you got a lot of press from the Kickstarter campaign of people that are just amazed and want to cover the product? We did. You Google
1: civil card or Intellipaper and you get pages of links, I think, and I'm not... I'm trying to remember. I think we at one point near the end of the project, we had like 60 articles out there in the online publications all over the net. And and we actually actively did stuff to promote that. One of the things we did as part of our marketing strategy to get the word out on the Kickstarter was we seated the reporters with sample kits. Of our product, and you know, the, your your reaction to the product was theirs as well, and many of them chose to cover and write stories about it in conjunction with our Kickstarter launch. And so that was that was a very effective way of getting the word out about the Kickstarter itself, and then you know uh, later on continue the interest.
0: Thoughts on any upcoming campaigns for you guys? Any new products coming out of IntelliPaper? We will continue to innovate. We have a long
1: pipeline of ideas that will eventually turn into products. We've taken a page from the Apple Playbook in that we try not to discuss prematurely too much of what new is coming out there. But um, I will say this, uh, you can expect... The product to get better. Silva Card, as it is today and as it was presented in the Kickstarter, is just the beginning. We will be innovating in a number of ways and intend to be, you know, the premier technology in in this space that we're frankly creating, where you know there's a seamless bridge between tangible paper goods, in particular, and the you know, le- online electronics world.
0: Yeah, because no one uses QR codes; they're absolutely worthless. I want to jump now into the launch round. How's that sound, Andrew? Sounds fine. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Guys, I have an awesome update I want to tell you about. I asked you guys, what do you need? What's holding you back from crowdfunding success, from building the business you all wanted to build? Overwhelmingly, it was challenges with Kickstarter, launching campaigns you guys wanted a step-by-step course walking you through exactly what it takes to succeed on Kickstarter. So that's what we're building. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart launch course. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash course, you can check out and pre-order the course that's going to take you through each and every single stage of running a successful Kickstarter campaign. This is based off of 80 inventor interviews, consulting with clients, and working so much more with crowdfunding. If you want to step-by-step guide to take you through exactly what it takes to succeed, this is for you. Pre-order today or just learn more at artofthekickstart.com slash course. So first question for you, Andrew, I'd consider you an innovator. I'm sure you consider yourself at least a little bit of an innovator in spite of how humble you are. What are some of the more inspiring innovations you've seen in the last couple of years? Things that just get you up and get you going that you think other people would love as well?
1: I like what's coming out of Apple. The iWatch was really cool. They're going the right direction with their smartphones. I take
0: a lot of inspiration for what they've done over the years. So this is Art of the Kickstarter. We love Kickstarter and crowdfunding. You've had some experience with both. Have there been any campaigns that have really pushed you, motivated you, any that just made your jaw drop?
1: The one that um, uh, had the quadcopter that follows you. You have this control thing on your wrist and you're going around doing you know, BMX tricks or water skiing or whatever. I can't remember the name of it. I, I thought that was cool. I'm like, wow, these
0: guys really have
1: something awesome here.
0: Yeah, there's there's just so much craziness coming out and technology keeps getting smaller and smaller, i.e., what you guys are doing today. Where do you see technology in its place? five 10 20 years down the road as it starts to become smaller more seamless with people in their lives
1: I see it becoming more integrated and I think
0: we're seeing this already so you won't think about
1: oh I gotta go use a piece of technology now you know now when you want to do something you know you you fish in your pocket for your smartphone it's getting a little closer maybe with the iWatch, you know just look at your wrist but I see you know the trend and the you know wearable technology I see it being integrated into the things you know the internet of things you know your tables your chairs your you know, clothes with wearable, etc. But I see that being also the successful ones. There will be the ones that extend or augment things that people are already accustomed to. And frankly, I think that's one of the reasons SilvaCard and Intellipaper is so cool, is because people get it. We've been using paper for thousands of years, and so paper is not anything weird. And but here is a new trick that paper now can do, and it meshes well with you know our digital lives. So. I see that kind of trend continuing and just becoming more and more ubiquitous with things.
0: And business people love their business cards in spite of LinkedIn and everything else. They're creatures of habit and you guys are giving them a habit that's more effective. Next question for the launch round. You're a pretty successful entrepreneur. You're someone who's building something pretty amazing in my opinion. Have there been any entrepreneurial role models or people that you would just love to chat with pick their brains?
1: Yeah, I would have loved to talk with Jobs if he was still alive. But I do have a couple of good mentors, you know, you, you wouldn't know them. but but these are, these are people in my own life that I look up to that have been very successful in their own right. What's the best advice that they've given you? I think probably some of the best advice would be perseverance. You know, it's taken us six years to get where we are. I was joking around with my, one of my friends, you know, well, I'm not joking, but we were talking about Intellipaper Oh, about June of 2008, you know, just a few months after I'd I was given the idea. And we we're like, Oh yeah, it'll take a year and a half to get working prototypes. Well it was three years before we had working prototypes and three more years before we had the ability to produce this at any kind of volume. So if you want to make a success of something, you gotta give it time and you gotta to stick to it and you gotta just keep at
0: it. That's huge for people to hear. Nothing comes easy, especially the hard stuff that's important. Last question of the launch round. Have there been any business books, any books in general that have really influenced your life, your journey, entrepreneurship and this, that and the other? Absolutely. Um, There's one called Good to Great. It's such a great book. I was actually going to mention, I think that's the one where they categorize leaders. And I was going to say, just based off your responses, you have those humble responses. That puts you at that category where you can really build a great organization. And I think that's something that's really important for people to remember. I know that's awkward for me to say, but just kind of my thoughts. (laughs) Fair enough. You're entitled
1: to your opinions, and that's all right. So but yeah, good to great, I think, is a must-read. That guy nails it, and those principles do work. I'm applying them every day.
0: Absolute must-read. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com audible, you can get it for free, an audiobook to listen to anytime. And I want to jump back into you guys, into your business. So your campaign funded a little less than two weeks ago, and it funded good. You raised a ton of money. What were some of the mistakes or challenges that you guys had? If you had to go back, what would you do differently? What would you change so other people can learn from?
1: I think I uh, think, and this is Kickstarter specific, most Kickstarter projects, this is my understanding, I've only ever been involved with two, the one that didn't work and then this one that we did. But from people that I've talked to that have done multiple ones, they have a, an early phase where the growth in the funding is very, very steep. And then they tend to level off and then they can pick up a little at the end. I think in hindsight, we could probably have done some things to have allowed that initial growth to you know, go a little higher. You know, we, we probably could have with some changes to the campaign raised three times as much as we did. But that's hindsight, of course.
0: That's OK, because that means you learn from it next time. You guys will nail it even better. And I have one last question for you, Andrew. You've been an awesome guest. What I want to know before I let you go, one piece of advice for entrepreneurs, something we haven't talked about yet that you think would be huge for inventors and innovators to hear, something that could really change their life. It's not about the money. If it's about the money, you're
1: likely not to make a success of it.
0: It is not about the money. So in spite of that, when will LinkedIn be acquiring you guys? Because this is an absolutely (laughs) perfect fit for them. (laughs) <laughs> I
1: don't know if we're for sale. You know, we're enjoying what we're doing here very much. And uh, I I see myself doing this for a long, long time. So, I mean, we'll talk to them and we'll be polite. But I, I honestly don't know if we're interested in being acquired.
0: That's the perfect answer. Absolutely. Plus, you're playing hard to get. So they're going to want you even more now. Thank you so much for coming on today, Andrew. You've been an awesome guest. Pitch your product. Pitch Swivel card. Here's your chance to shine. Tell people where they can see you at, why they should check you out. And just, yeah, talk about it a little.
1: So Silvocard is a paper digital tool that allows you to connect to people in ways that you've never been able to connect with them before. It's a paper USB drive. You can read all about it at silvocard.info. And acquire the product. We have some really neat implementations of it. $29 is you know the low end. You can get 10 of our little civil card minis for that. It comes with an analytics backend and, and literally you can do stuff with paper you've never dreamed of before that we've only had access to with websites and some of the other stuff.
0: It's like the world's greatest paper airplane, just taking you into technology. Thank you so much for coming on today, Andrew. Thanks guys for tuning in. Reach out and say thanks to Andrew for being a great guest. Thanks, Andrew. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.